Section 8 of Rhymes for the Nursery by Jane and Anne Taylor. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jordan Watts, Oxfordshire. Poems 64 to 72. Poor Donkey. Poor Donkey, I'll give him a handful of grass. I'm sure he's a good-natured, honest old ass. He trots to the market to carry the sack, and lets me ride all the way home on his back, and only just stops by the ditch for a minute to see if there's any fresh grass for him in it. Tis true, now and then, he has got a bad trick of standing stock still, though he never will kick, and then, poor old fellow, you know he can't tell that standing stock still is not using me well. For it never comes into his head, I dare say, to do his work first and then afterwards play. No, no, my good donkey, I'll give you some grass, for you know no better because you're an ass. But what little donkeys some children must look, who stand very like you, stock still at their book and waste every moment of time as it passes, a great deal more stupid and silly than asses. The Spring Nosegay Come, my love, tis pleasant spring, let us make a posy gay. Every pretty flower will bring daisy white and prickly may. Then along the hedge we'll go, where the purple violets blow. After that the primrose fair, looking very pale and dim, and will search the meadow where cowslips grow with yellow rim, with a buttercup or two holding little drops of dew, then the snowdrop hanging low on its green and narrow stalk, and the crocuses that blow up and down the garden walk, all these pretty flowers will bring to make a posy for the spring. The Summer Nosegay Now the yellow cowslips fade all along the woody walk, and the primrose hangs her head faintly on her tiny stalk. Let us to the garden go, where the flowers of summer grow. Come and make a nosegay there, plucking every flower that blows, briar sweet and lily fair, that along the valley grows, with a honeysuckle red, round the shady arbour led. Then a budding rose or two, half in mossy leaves enrolled, with the larkspur red and blue, streaky pink and marigold. These shall make our posy gay in the cheerful summer day. The Autumn Nosegay Now the fog has risen high through the chilly morning air, and the blue and cheerful sky peeps upon us here and there. Once again we'll gather sweet every pretty flower we meet. Ah, the yellow leaves are now over all the garden spread, scattered from the naked bough on the lonely flower bed, where the autumn daisy blue opens wet with chilly dew, lavender of darksome green shows its purple blossoms near, 
and the golden rod is seen shooting up his yellow spear these are all that we can find in our posy gay to bind the winter nosegay now the winds of winter blow fiercely through the chilly air now the fields are white with snow can we find a posy there no there cannot all around a single blade of grass be found nothing but the holly bright spotted with its berries gay laura stinus red and white or the ivy's crooked spray with a slow of darksome blue where the ragged blackthorn grew or the hip of shining red where the wild rose used to grow peeping out its scarlet head from beneath a cap of snow these are all that dare to stay through the cutting winter's day the little lark i hear a pretty bird but hark i cannot see it anywhere oh it is a little lark singing in the morning air little lark do tell me why you are singing in the sky other little birds at rest have not yet begun to sing every one is in its nest with its head beneath its wing little lark then tell me why you sing so early in the sky you look no bigger than a bee in the middle of the blue up above the poplar tree i can hardly look at you come little lark and tell me why you are mounted up so high tis to watch the silver star sinking slowly in the skies and beyond the mountain far to see the glorious sun arise little lady this is why i am mounted up so high tis to sing a merry song to the pleasant morning light why linger in my nest so long when the sun is shining bright little lady this is why i sing so early in the sky to the little birds below i do sing a merry tune and i let the ploughman know he must come to labour soon little lady this is why i am singing in the sky the quarrelsome dogs old tray and rough growler are having a fight so let us get out of their way they snarl and they growl and they bark and they bite oh dear what a terrible fray why what foolish fellows now is it not hard they can't live together in quiet there's plenty of room for them both in the yard and always a plenty of diet but whoever said to old growler and tray it was naughty to quarrel and fight they think tis as pretty to fight as to play nor know they the wrong from the right but when little children who know it is wrong are angrily fighting away a great deal more blame unto them must belong than to quarrelsome growler and tray the honest ploughman poor tom is a husbandman healthy and strong he follows his plough as it hobbles along and as he plods after it sings him a song 
He's up in the morning before the cock crows, For he should not be idle, he very well knows, Though folks who are idle know that, I suppose. And when the sun sets and his work is done soon, He finds his way home by the light of the moon, She shines in his face and he whistles a tune. So when he gets home and he never delays, and sees his neat cot and the cheerful wood blaze, his heart glows within him with pleasure and praise. Tis those who won't work that mayn't eat, it is said, but Tom with good appetite takes his brown bread, and cheerful and happy he goes to his bed. THE GREAT LORD A very great lord lives near Thomas's cot, whose servants and coaches and horses has got, and yet his poor neighbour Tom envies him not, for coaches and horses and delicate food can't make people happy unless they are good, but then he is idle and wicked and rude. He never does anything all the day long, although he is able and healthy and strong. He does nothing right, but he often does wrong. And then he's as vain as he ever can be. He wears gaudy clothes that poor people may see, and laughs at good folks who are better than he. And though he's so rich and so great and so high, he does no more good than a worm or a fly, and no one would miss him if he were to die. I think tis much better, for all that I see, a poor honest ploughman like Thomas to be, than a fine wealthy lord, but as useless as he. End of poems 64 to 72